Back in the offseason, the Cowboys made a very risky bet that they've been cashing in on for the most part during the 2023 season. But on days like Sunday, man, they've had to pay a hefty price when they do lose on that bet. And tonight, we'll talk about why moving forward, they might need to double down. Let's get to it. Here we go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, do me a favor and hit the like button for me if you enjoy the show. Welcome on a Tuesday night. It is a great night to talk some Cowboys football. And tonight we will be discussing several topics, but mostly we will be going over a very risky bet that the Cowboys have been paying a, the price for. However, for the most part, they've been cashing in on it and we'll break it down. I'm talking about Tyron Smith being made the left tackle. Uh, it might be a bet you know, that they might want to double down on, but not maybe not in the way that you think. We'll get to that in a, in a second here. Uh, we'll also talk about how it relates to what Jerry Jones had to say about Dak Prescott. Listen, I know Jerry is the epitome of just saying stuff, right? Uh, most of the things that he says, you want to take with a grain of salt. I know people love to poke fun at him with the Dr. Jerry, the coach Jerry, and uh, nicknames and man he does deserve all of that but he did say something that it's not the first time that he alludes to it that i strongly agree with him when it comes to dak prescott and it means big things about the 2023 nfl season moving forward and it is also tuesday so we will have the one cool thing towards the end of the show so do me a favor and stay tuned uh thank you for being here by the way let me say hi in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat and the Twitter chat. Well, Facebook, sorry, not quite there yet. Uh, trying to come back to Facebook, though. It's been some behind-the-scenes work that it has been going on for us to get the streams back on Facebook. Apologies to the Facebook audience. I know Katharina was in there every night, but she's moved to YouTube since then. Uh, and now he's a part of the YouTube community over on, on the chat. So I love to see that. Uh, we've got Mark Aaron as well here. We've got Joe. We've got uh, none other than Toxic Tom as well joining the stream. I think we've got a Gregory somewhere in there. And sorry if I missed anybody else. I think Sugar Daddy Williams was the first one to drop a comment. So anyways, let's get it started, man. Back in the offseason, the Cowboys decided, you know what? Tyron Smith is going to be our left tackle. Now, before you start thinking about whether or not they made a mistake, let's talk about the reasoning behind that small, huge, small is not the right word for it, huge gamble that they made. They basically accepted the risk of injury for Tyron Smith in exchange of having perhaps the most dominant offensive line that they could put together with the players on roster. Meaning that if you had Tyron Smith playing left tackle, 
and you had Tyler Smith at a guard, that was your best group of five players that you could field in the trenches. No question, right? Because you could talk about switching Tyron Smith to right tackle and playing Tyron Steele at a guard, which at one point seemed to be an option. I don't think it really was one, but the Cowboys put it out there uh, on the media, and we talked about it. If you remember that, that was an option, but then you would have two players playing out of position and a less dominant version of Tyler Smith because Tyler might indeed be a great tackle in the future. He might still look great when the transition comes, but at the end of the day, we've seen his best play at guard, and the Cowboys knew that initially the plan was going to be play him inside. Uh, the Cowboys did not want to make that mistake in 2023. Even when Tyron Smith has been injured, they've been keeping him inside at left guard while playing a backup on the outside. Anyways, <clears throat> that was part of the gamble. The downside of it was very clear. It was a long injury history that Tyron Smith carries with him. And the way that they mitigated that risk was purely financial. It was a reworked contract where you need to play these thresholds of you know snaps percentage-wise. And if you play 80% of the snaps, you get this amount of money. If you play 85%, you get this money. And I think it was somewhere around like 50 in 5% increments all the way to 90%. If I'm not mistaken right now, I cannot uh, think about it. But if you Google how much is Tyron Smith losing per game missed, you will find an article that I wrote for ADC Sports, I think back in September. So anyways, you can check that out if you want. That was more or less the idea behind the gamble. The Cowboys have gotten some mixed results when it comes to that bet. And when I say mixed, I mean the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Because we've seen Tyron Smith dominate, but we've also seen the Cowboys lose games like they did on Sunday in huge part because of having a backup tackle because Tyron was injured. Let's look, let's break it down a little bit further. Let's talk about the best of the best. When Tyron Smith is on the field, He's got the number one pro football focus grade blocking. He's also straight up the best one in pass blocking specifically. And if you are not into PFF grades, that's fine. But the numbers hold up, okay? If you look at efficiency, pass blocking wise, he's got the third best mark in the NFL. If you look at qualifying tackles, meaning, you know, having a 50% snap threshold, meaning that they played around half the league average in snaps. I don't know if it's the average or the maximum, actually. But, you know, the PFF threshold, he is one of two qualifying tackles to not allow a sack. And that is out of 60. So we're talking about a solid sample size of players here that have played the most this season. And only Tyron Smith and Terrence Williams have yet to allow a sack. And then there's the worst of the worst. And I couldn't find a better number to illustrate it than this. Tyron Smith has allowed 15 pressures in 582 snaps, which is one fewer pressure than Chuma Edoga has allowed in 247 snaps. Think about the difference. Tyron Smith almost doubles 
right? The amount of more, more than doubles, actually, now that I get my mat together here, more than doubles the amount of, of snaps, pass blocking snaps that Chuma Edoga has. And yet Chuma has allowed one more pressure than him. And if you look at sacks, according to Pro Football Focus, Chuma has allowed three. Tyron Smith has allowed, again, none. So it's been the tale of two worlds here for the Dallas Cowboys because, again, it's a risky bet, and they've gotten both ends of the stick in some of these games, which at the end of the day, let's face it, it's the majority of games. They've gotten all-pro caliber play from Tyron Smith, honestly. I don't know if when the time comes, he's going to be named an all-pro, but when he's been on the field, he's sincerely played like that. He is still the future Hall of Famer, right? It might not be his pick career, you know, career-wise, it's not going to be his pick. He's well past it, not his prime. But Tyron Smith still gets the job done. He can still be left on an island. You look at how the Cowboys deploy him, right, and how they set their slide protection and all that, and they're more than comfortable saying, Tyron, you've got your one-on-one, and we'll take care of business on the other side of things, right? That doesn't mean that the Cowboys never slide to the left or anything like that. But for the most part, Tyron is still treated as that great tackle that he is. But then you get games like Sunday, and we've talked about this, right? When the Cowboys lost to the Dolphins, a lot of it had to do with messed up protections. And a lot of it, most of the negative plays that we saw were honestly responsibility of Chuma Idaga. A lot of them. I don't know if most, but a lot of them were. Most notably, the sack that he allowed against uh, Bradley Chubb, where he is literally left unblocked. Chubb is. And it's an unacceptable rep where you're sliding left, and for some weird, odd reason, I've seen the tape, I've seen the replay from every angle, I cannot understand why Chuma Edoga is steps inside, right? When it's a three-versus-three scenario, you look at the right side of the offensive line, they're clearly not sliding to the right or anything like that. Uh, there's clearly no help coming to the edge. So the most dangerous man in that situation is Bradley Chubb, It definitely was a situation where Chuma had to stay on number two for the Dolphins. Didn't unblock on route to Dak Prescott. Costly moment in the game. Wasn't the only one, though. As you know, uh, Bradley Chubb had a very productive day against um, Chuma. But it's not only that. It's that when you're playing Chuma on the left side, then the amount of help that he can provide to Terrence Steele on the right side is also limited. And we saw the effects of that against the top edge rusher duo in the league. That That is what this defensive line for the Dolphins is. They've got Van Ginkle on one hand. They've got Bradley Chubb on the other. Plus, you're also worrying about the inside because Christian Wilkins is a beast at what he does. So a lot of, you know implications the Tyron Smith injury uh, a lot of implications for that and again the Cowboys have basically paid the price when it's gone wrong but they've also reaped the benefits from when it's gone right now I'll get to the comments in a little bit here but I'll just say this now the Cowboys are in a situation 
where they might need to double down. Here's what I mean. What is the bet about? What is this gamble to put Tyron Smith at left tackle, to leave Tyler Smith at left guard, even when 77 is injured? What is the gamble about? If we think about it, the gamble is about having the best offense that you can have, especially for the playoffs, to maximize Dak Prescott. And moving forward in the regular season, you've got two games that might matter, but in a much more real sense, as Michael Scott would say on the office, they likely do not matter. Because the Cowboys still need Philly to lose one of their next two games. One is against the Cardinals. Another one is against the Giants. Two games that they are highly unlikely to lose. They're double-digit favorites against Arizona this weekend. I'm, I believe they're going to be, again, big favorites over the Giants, even though they had a close-ish game on Monday versus New York. And the game happened in Philly, by the way. But the Cowboys know when you listen to Dak Prescott a post-game after the Dolphins lost, and he kept it real, he, ta- he told reporters, you know, we're likely going on the road. They're not fooling themselves. A miracle might happen, sure. A miracle might happen, but doesn't seem like the Cowboys are expecting it. So as a franchise, if you're not expecting it, the Cowboys, if the, if the bet is to have Tyron Smith ready to go for the most important part of the season, what is your incentive to play him versus the Detroit Lions? It's a tough question. And when I say the Cowboys might need to double down, here's what I mean. The Cowboys, knowing that it's a back injury that Tyron Smith is dealing with, knowing that he has a history of back injuries, a history of neck injuries, a history of knee injuries, right? And I might be missing something here. Do they consider shutting him down for the next two weeks? And do they believe we can take the Lions at home with no Tyron Smith? We can go to Washington and beat the commanders. The commander is that, by the way, benched Sam Howell versus the Jets. I don't know if you missed that, but they did. We can take these two teams on. We can win them. And then let's guarantee that we have Tyron Smith ready to go for the postseason. My question from me to you is, would you agree or disagree with shutting Tyron Smith down for the regular season and saving him for the playoffs. Let me know what you think about that in the chat. And I'm going to give you my reasoning as well. And I'm going to give you my answer to that question. All right. So drop it in the chat. Drop your answers to that. And in the meantime, let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, Sugar Daddy Williams says, I missed elbow and ankle injuries. <laughs> Bro, yep, exactly. He might be right. Right. Now, he is right. Mo says toxic. Tyrant Smith now isn't part of our best offensive line. You are banking on a mirage. I know what you're saying, toxic. I know what you're saying. You know, but when he plays, just when he plays, he's objectively, he gives you objectively the best offensive line that he can have. And if we're talking about a mirage, most of the games he's played. So the mirage is really him not being there, if that makes sense. Because the majority of the games he has played, just to, just to, you know, 
just to put it out there. I think that's an important part of this discussion. Let's see what you guys have to say, though, about agreeing or disagreeing to playing him. Holly says, agree, shut the whole team down and play the backups. Gregory, though, says, play him. Toxic says, disagree, shut him down for good. You cannot bank on him, period. I don't know about you, but I don't want to play with Chuma the rest of the way. That, that's just me. I don't want to be in the playoffs playing with Chuma, even if it's at the guard. So toxic, that is you being toxic, I believe. That, that's what I believe right there. Chuger says, agree, he's that important. Katharina agrees. Jimmy says, play him against the Lions, and we will seize his Jimmy. Dark Brown says, no way y'all going to beat the Lions. He says, the Lions have a gift for you, he said in an earlier comment. We might have a Lion fan here, Lions fan here. Not entirely sure. I'd rather have Tyler Smith left tackle, and I understand that, but you're, you're really unlikely to pull off that change this late in the season, if we're being realistic here. And I'm not sure I would like that at this point of the year. Maybe if that was the plan in the offseason, we could have that discussion. It isn't, though. That's how I look at it. Man, I don't know. Let's go through the pros and cons, all right? Let's start with the cons. I, I wrote it down here. I wrote them down. It could cost you games, right? It could very well cost you the Lions game in Week 17. Because I don't know if you know, but Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> I know you know. Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. One of the best pass rushers in the NFL. And he's going to tee off on Terrence Steele on Saturday night when the Cowboys play the Lions. And if you're not able to send help his way almost exclusively, right? If you are splitting your efforts and your resources to help out the left side and help out the right side, the Lions might break that game just by destroying Terrence Steele and also getting pressure on the left side against Chuma. If you play Tyron, you can leave on an island on the left side and send Terrence Steele all the help you can get, right? You can chip Jake Ferguson. You can chip him with Tony Pollard. You can get it done that way. You can have a plan, more or less like what the Cowboys did against the Eagles the second time around with Hassan Reddick. They limited a whole lot with, with a lot of help for, for Terrence Steele, especially on third and long situations. So that's one of the big cons. You could really lose the game to the Lions. And maybe in week 18, the Eagles could lose to, to the Giants in New York. And you would be banging your head against the table because you didn't win the NFC East for that decision, right? Hypothetically speaking, there's more cons here. What if Tyron Smith comes back rusty in January? That's one that's a weak, that's a weak con. I'll admit it. But I, I just jotted down stuff. Uh I think if Tyron misses like a month, he'll be he'll be back ready to go. Uh, but there's some rust issues there. There's some risk for rust for sure. And then the continuity of the offensive line. You listen to coaches talk about this pretty much every year, everywhere, at every level of football. Offensive line continuity is critical to your success. And if you're intentionally messing with the continuity it might be an issue by the time the playoffs come around. Those are the three cons, basically. The pro, and yes, you heard me right, the pro, not pros, because there's only one pro, and that is, that is you have him for the postseason. At least for one game, right? You have him for the playoffs. You have him guaranteed. 
I think, guaranteed. I don't think he's going to get hurt if he's in playing football or practicing. I know you guys are going to make some jokes in the chat about that, but he should be okay by the playoffs. And somebody said in the chat, he's that important. Hey, he might be. That's that's all the argument that you need for that one, for, for the pros. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give you my answer now after giving you my reasoning. As much as I feel deep down, right? Like as much as I have that gut feeling that tells me, you know, the Cowboys maybe should consider shutting him down and securing him for the postseason. I'm too much of a coward, man. I'm too much of a coward. I I, I need Tyron Smith on the lineup if he can go. If he can go, give me Tyron Smith. So I would disagree with the idea of shutting him down. I Gut feeling, man, yes, shut him down. Let's get to January and let's have Tyron Smith in the playoffs. But the, the coward side of me says, you know what? I don't want to play the Lions without Tyron Smith because that might cost me the game. And until that number two seed, until, until that NFC East title is out of question, I don't want to stop fighting for that seed, you know? Because as I, as I said yesterday, I think I said it, I, I don't remember, but we just saw the Eagles struggle big time against the Giants and the game was played in Philly. Are you telling me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals do not have a shot? Are you telling me the Giants, who are going to be playing with Tyra Taylor right from the get-go in New York, do not have a shot? They're going to be underdogs, the two of them. But the Eagles have been far from dominant you know, this season. Even when they've won, they've won one one score game. So it's one of one of those things where it's like, I don't want to risk losing the game to the Lions and maybe having the Eagles lose one of their two remaining games. Cause man, I would feel we would feel so bad about that. So I'm all for playing Tyron if he can go. But I'm also not against, you know, I'm just not against shutting him down. Because again, if the whole gamble to roll the dice on Tyrants mid and say, screw it, we will take some games off as long as we can have him for the postseason. I'm fine with that logic. I am fine with that logic. The Eagles are not unbeatable, says Sugar Daddy Williamson. Man, you know what? I agree. I agree. We play to win the game. Isidro says, I'm sure you're not the OC toxic. You're too toxic tonight. <laughs> yeah, to toxic is, you know, he's saying, be bold, just move on now and put Tyler at left tackle. And not, you will not see me uh, hop on that train. I'm not going to hop on that train. I, I refuse to do it. Shout out, Justin. Thank you for being here. I uh, hope that you have a good night, man. Seeing the comments right there from the corner of my eye. I'll say this, though. I'll say this, regarding the case to shut down Tyron Smith and have him ready for the postseason. Jerry Jones went on 105.3 The Fan today to talk a lot of things. Uh, among, among several things, he said Jonathan Hankins might not be ready to go. He basically left it at a 50-50. Don't want to scare you all. He mostly said, I don't know. That was basically the quote. Um, I don't know, but he, you know, we will have him basically implying like later down the road, 
It's not going to be an unexpected season-ending injury or something like that. Uh, Jerry also talked about Tyron Smith's health. Stephon Gilmore, he talked about him ready to go uh, for the Lions game, likely even though he was banked up on the Dolphins game. But he was hit with a question about, you know, the outlook of the Dallas Cowboys. And he said something that I pretty much agree with strongly about what is the reason why the Cowboys could go on a playoff run and could beat the, hypothetically, the Lions, the Eagles, the 49ers, even in a dream scenario, right? And he talked about it, and basically, it was Dak Prescott. Take a listen. We'd like to, I mean, I'm being trite when I say that. But uh, as far as us being in good shape to uh, go into the playoffs and really uh, make a wave, uh, I feel very good about our chances to do that. And Dak is playing outstanding. I thought Dak played a heck of a game the other night. He had pressure all night long. Uh, that had every, everything to do with uh, uh, not having Tyron and having to make shift that offensive line to some degree. Everybody has to do it. But I thought Dak handled it outstanding. Uh, and then- you know, I think he's spot on. You can say whatever you want about Jerry, and we do. You know we do. But when he when he talks about when he talks about Dak Prescott basically being the reason why the Cowboys could go on a run, he's absolutely right. It's not that the Cowboys are going to fix the run defense out of nowhere. It's not that they're going to fix the run game and are going to be a established the run kind of team. Fortunately, it's the offense running through Dak because he is right about Dak being lights out. You look at this season and you tell me, I don't know, three quarterbacks that have played better football this year than Dak. Not even saying that he's a top three quarterback overall and for the next 10 years or something like that. Not even getting into that discussion. But based on what we've seen so far, Dak really has been one of the best three quarterbacks in the NFL. I think I would put, honestly, Dak up there, Lamar up there, and I would put maybe... Josh Allen up there, even though they're struggling with the record and all that. Josh Allen objectively has played very good football. And if that is your take, if that is your belief on this Cowboys team, you would want Tyron Smith protecting Dak in January. And you would want him no matter what. And that's why the Cowboys might want to double down on on that bet. And Bruce says here, Mo, remember when the season started and we thought this was a defensive-led team? I absolutely remember that, Bruce. And you know what? I never liked it. I never liked it because, you know, I worry about advanced metrics and all that. And I worried about defensive regression. I don't know if we would have had this kind of defensive regression had uh, had, had Trevon Diggs remained healthy. Had Leighton Van Der Esch remained healthy, because talk all you want about Leighton Van Der Esch, but he at least had the size for the run game, right? Jonathan Hankins, of course, in the last couple of games. Maybe, maybe would, would have still been a, a, a defensive-led team. But in the modern NFL, you want to run through offense, in my opinion, because it's much more easy, much easier to sustain year over year. 
especially Trevon Diggs, man. Trevon Diggs, Tommy915 says, Diggs, yes. Leighton Van Der Esch, no. All right, let's, let's, let's remove the controversy from it. Had Trevon Diggs remained healthy, that was, again, like we've talked about this before, that was the world of luxury you were going to live in, right? De'Ron Bland has been great. He's gotten the pick sixes. It's been so fun. He's still a top four defensive player of the year candidate in the betting markets. But had you had Trayvon Diggs in that secondary, that was being spoiled, right? That that was Cowboys defense being spoiled. Like, we're just too damn good at a cornerback, and there is nothing you can do about it. That would have been so fun to see. <clears throat> Anyways, there was regression, whether it's injury-induced, whether it's uh, just statistically induced, whether it's the tougher schedule, right? There has been some regression. And I do think basically since the bye week, even the Cowboys understood we're no longer that defensive operation because McCarthy also said it. And I think that what we saw from the offense in the first few weeks of the season leading up to the San Francisco game and during the San Francisco game, it was still that mentality of defensive football plus a quote-unquote complementary, which I hate that word when we're talking within this context, because it basically means ball control, right? Not pushing the ball downfield, not looking for explosives, just quick passing, ball control stuff. After the San Francisco game, <clears throat> sorry, man, I don't know why my throat is a little bit dry. Uh, <clears throat> after, not the San Francisco game, after the Chargers game, after the bye week, the Cowboys said, screw all that. We're no longer doing the quick game passing stuff. We're doing <laughs> the more aggressive offense that we've seen since then. So I think that's basically what's happened. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on a little bit here in the chat. And before we get out of here, let's talk about, well, just one more closing thought. One more closing thought on the whole Tyron Smith thing. I think they play him if he can go against the Lions. I think you can I think I think you cannot do it to Tyron Smith. I'm gonna say that. If Tyron Smith can go, if you know he can go, and you're just not playing him because you want him to be ready to go in January, you're not even fearing the risk of re-injury, you're fearing the risk of another injury. You cannot do that to Tyron Smith. With the way his contract is it up. That would be BS. And I think the Cowboys play him if he can go. I don't think they go through the whole shutting him down plan, but I wouldn't be opposed to it if the Cowboys can figure it out. If the Cowboys hopefully can say to Tyron Smith, you know what, we'll pay you, just sit out. We'll just sit out. <laughs> that, would be, that would be something, man. Guru says Tyron Smith has not yielded a sack this year. Exactly. We, we went over some of the numbers earlier in the show that was impressive as heck anyways ladies and gentlemen let's get to the one cool thing of the week let's get to it all right every tuesday we do the one cool thing of the week for those of you who are new to the show it is our random feel good segment when we maybe push the Cowboys aside, not necessarily, and we all share our one cool thing of the week. 
It can be something personal, something professional, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. Let me know what's the one cool thing of the week. Bruce says, one cool thing, this new music. Hey, man, I like it. I like it for the segment. I thought it was time for a change. I, I, I thought we needed a new beat. Uh, Gregory says, the Dodgers got Yamamoto. Man, I got so pissed at those news. I was like, can y'all give us something to the rest of Major League Baseball? But I'm not going to lie. Yamamoto and Otani being on the same team is pretty damn cool. So my objective self needs to be, you know what? Gregory nailed it right there. Uh, Toxic says he this time it's different. Yeah, we've got new music. We've got new music for the segment. Guru says I am new to the Mo Show. Oh, come on. Tommy says I won the championship in four out of the five fantasy leagues I was in yesterday. Man, I made the playoffs in one out of five. You're bragging, Tommy, but that's pretty cool. Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, Mark says, both of my nephews... Oh, oh, I can relate now. I can relate now to having a nephew or a niece. I, I can relate now because I'm an uncle now. I know what you mean, Mark. I know what you mean. Just kidding. He says, are getting engaged soon. Exciting. Congratulations, Mark. Congratulations to the family. Uh, Jimmy says, being with my family was great this week. Bruce is my one cool thing is that my dad, my daughter didn't poop her pants on Sunday like the Cowboys. Oh, man. Toxic says, one cool thing, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't know if I want to engage with that. Because some of you might stop liking me. <laughs> Sugar Daddy says, Dax Christmas shirt. I, I might have missed it. <laughs> I might have missed it. Uh, March reggae concert got tickets in Florida. Says Holly, let's go. That's 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 nice. All right, let's see here. Dodgers who won't make it to the World Series. <laughs> Holly says, Nah, most pick your mind. <laughs> Man, it's absolutely not a Christmas movie. All right, guys, my one cool thing. <laughs> my one cool thing is pretty basic but honestly uh it's been fun i've had uh we've had some family over for christmas it was pretty fun to spend the time with the family a uh, pretty healing of course uh also a lot of friends are in town a lot of friends who maybe study elsewhere or work elsewhere a lot of them have been coming home for the holidays and it's been very fun to catch up with many of my best friends because that group of friends was broken apart because of geography reasons And, you know, it's been fun being back with them. And also, I'm going to brag here. I'm, this is going to be my nerd moment of the show before we get out. My Christmas gift, you might have guessed it's a nerd Christmas gift because you know me. I'm a nerd at heart. It's a pen, and I'm loving it, bro. It's a fountain pen, which I like. I like fountain paints, uh, fountain pens, excuse me. And, yeah, this is me bragging about a pen on the internet, on YouTube. Deal with it. <laughs> but yes that was a fun gift also got a jacket from my girlfriend uh she got me a jacket and she got me an iphone case she basically hated that i didn't get it a case so now she knows that it, it is safe it is safe all right guys i'll see you tomorrow night 8 p.m central as always hope that you enjoyed the show hit the like button for me mighter than this word it is holly it is <laughs> 
All right, guys. See you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. And bye-bye.